Hello, I'm Francis Seeley from Enfield Voices and Global Net 21, and I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast. We do these podcasts regularly. Sometimes they are taken from our webinars, and sometimes we do them from original material. Anyhow, we deal with a number of topics where people in our communities are trying to make a difference. And today, we're going to look at credit unions, and we'll be talking to Julia Daniels about her work with a credit union in North London. Credit unions are part of what has been called, you know, the cooperative movement generally. But before we go into that, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're involved in the credit union movement? So my, my background is actually in human resources, recruitment and training, um, particularly in retail. So I've worked for various companies during my career um, and I was asked by the credit union to help them out with a couple of um, personnel issues initially this was a few years ago and to do some um, then I started doing a, a bit of other some other some other volunteering type stuff I was quite interested in the sector um, and when they had a job um, opening um, I decided to apply I do have sort of family connections which is how they came to ask me initially to do the HR stuff um, and I've been involved ever since that's about five years ago um, and it's it's quite an exciting sector it's it's um, it speaks to me because there's so many different things there's different um, sides to it there's I've got quite involved in the financial capability side um, I've done some training courses because you know <laughs> can't stop the training and um, some other bits and pieces so money mentoring that that side of it and obviously just at the moment trying to grow the credit union trying to um, access some of the latest de- digital technology in in the financial sector to try and help bring the credit union to more people Okay, right. So you're trying to grow a credit union, but some people may wonder what a credit union is. I mean, a lot of people will know, but let's assume some people don't. Um, So do you want to tell us, first of all, then what is a credit union and how does it differ, for example, from a bank? Okay. Um, I always assume that nobody knows what a credit union is or that if they do, if they've heard the term before, um, that they might not know exactly what we do. So it's most simple... um, terms the credit union so we're a cooperative so people save money with us um, which is all insured by the financial services compensation scheme and then we lend that money to other members so um, different credit unions do different things we focus primarily on savings and loans Um, we do services for individuals for families and for businesses how we differ from a bank um, well, there's quite there's a few similarities. So we're 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 regulated in very much the same way. So we're we're dual regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Um, and as I say, we are covered by the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. But we differ from a bank in that we have a focus on a specific group or groups of people which is called a common bond. So without getting, getting too technical, um, it's what we have in common with, with our membership. So uh, to become a member of 
North London Credit Union, you have to live or work in Barnet, Enfield, Haringey, Waltham Forest or parts of Hertfordshire or work for one of the employers that we partner with um, or belong to one of the business associations that we partner with. So there's a few different ways that you can become a member but the important thing is that one of those eligibility criteria fits you um, and that's probably the, the main difference from bank. The other big, big difference is that we are owned and run by our membership. So we have, um, each member gets a share, um, regardless of how much you have saved with us or how much you were borrowing from us. Every member has one vote. Um, so if you, if you were a member, you can come along to our AGM and you can vote on various things, um, like the dividend that we pay, for example, um, who, who gets to be a director, um, and any other things that come up as and when. So uh, I think the local focus and the fact that we are answerable, run by our members, probably the, the biggest two differences from banks. Okay, well, we'll come to some of that, and especially the common bond uh, in a minute. But, you know, if anyone asks what services you offer, what are those services? So, as I say, so each credit union does something different, and we're all independent of each other, which is both a blessing and a curse. Um, North London Credit Union, we focus on savings. We have various types of savings products. We do ISAs. Um, we do junior savers. The majority of our members just want somewhere to put... Um, 10, 20 pounds a month in accounts separate from their bank so that it's there when they need it. Um, we also lend money, so we also do loans. So you can only have a loan if you're a member, um, but obviously joining the credit union is very straightforward. And the money for those loans comes from the savings that, um, that our members are saving with us and the interest on those loans pays our running costs. Um, we also do prepaid cards, we do business loans, um, and we do, if um, for specific projects, we do um, things like, so I've done um, money management workshops for, for parents, for example, in local schools, but that was part of a specific project. Um, but our main focus is on savings and loans and helping people to, um, to manage their money more prudentially. Yes. I mean, uh, a lot of people sort of join credit unions to think about it because they want to get a loan because they haven't got one elsewhere. Um, I mean, is getting a loan automatic or is there a filtering process? Um, there is a filtering process. Um, in terms of what we look at when we make a loan decision, the, the most important criteria are that it's affordable for the applicant, so it doesn't make their situation any worse, um, and it can be the repayments can be comfortably managed. And then the second element, which is the more contentious part, is in terms of are we likely to get that money back if we lend to that person? Um, so we take into account things like their membership history, um, any previous loans they've had with us, they've always paid it back or they've been saving for X amount of time. Um, but as we don't know all our members individually, the only real way that we can do that is to do a credit search on the person. We're not interested necessarily in the credit score. Um, what we're interested in is what goes into that score. So what we're looking for it's basically risk that we're not going to get our money back, that this person's got a history of taking credit from elsewhere and then not repaying it. 
So defaults and CCJs would go against um, that. Also payment plans. A lot of people seem to be in um, payment plans or IVAs in particular and not really understand that, that you're not supposed to take more, much, you know, more credit out when, you, when you're in a formal IVA, for example. Um, so affordability and um, the risk because it is members money at the end of the day and much as we would like to lend to everybody that um, the requests alone we have to think um, about the, the good of the membership as a whole you must get you must get some people who um you know clearly aren't going to get loans but think that you're an easy touch and you have to turn them down i mean how do you go about dealing with that sort of situation especially if they're members so it is very difficult, actually, um, potentially, when, if they're already members and they've been members for some time and um, they apply for a loan and we have to decline them. Um, I find that um, if it's likely to be um, upsetting for them or they need to be signposted to somebody else, then we will always call them. Um, with the we now accept loan applications online and if they've applied online then um, unless there's something uh, as particular reason not to we would give the give the decision online as well because we get an awful lot of applications now and we we wouldn't it wouldn't be possible for us to phone every single person and give a really detailed reason as to why and most people I think know um, but where somebody um, I think would benefit from being signposted to somebody like the CAB who we work with very closely um, or step change pay plan um, or one of those sorts um, debt charities then um, I will call, call them or one of my one of my team will call them um, I've spoken to a couple this morning um, and they generally understand I don't get many people um, who who get angry or or whatever we would refer them on um, as I say I've got strong relationship with the local CAB so if it's a housing issue which a lot of these are or universal credit issue I can usually refer them on to somebody that can that can help them it's not always the answer that they're looking for um, but um, it's it's probably more debt is not necessarily going to help them with the situation that they find themselves in so when someone applies for a loan, who is the person who makes that decision about the loan? Is it you and the staff or because you have a committee and you're based upon the common bond membership, does the committee get involved in that at all or is there an appeal to a committee, for example? So we, um, so the lending officer would process the loan. At the moment, it's fairly manual, but we're, we're moving towards making that more efficient. Um, and... It, once it's been processed, so we have a look at um, the bank statements, for example, the income and the expenditure, we do the credit check. Um, it's passed to the credit committee, um, which sounds quite grand, but, it, but, but it, in reality, it's, it's one or possibly two people, depending on the amount that's been applied for, um, who will look at it. And they, we've got a credit policy. So we look at it in, in relation to our credit policy. So we're not making decisions based on um, um, whether we feel like lending or not. They are specific to, um, to that credit policy and the guidelines that we've got in the credit policy. Um, so that is a sort of, that's an internal document, um, but it helps us to assess all the loans on a fair basis. 
for example, we have tolerances in regards to um, default levels. Um, we have uh, um, levels of debt that people can already have before we think, well, actually, they've already got quite a lot of debt outstanding compared to their income and we don't feel comfortable lending anymore. So it's we, we try and be as fair and transparent about the reasons that we wouldn't lend. Um, and sometimes those decisions are difficult, um, but we do base them all on a document that we that we hold to. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, in fact, it's true to say, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. That the default level in credit unions is much lower than it is in banks because there is through the common bond a sort of trust arrangement that takes place. Um, it it can be. Again, it's. Um, it's all down to the individual credit union to manage that. It can, managing um, delinquency or managing sort of bad debts and late payments is difficult. It is a full-time job for, for somebody. Um, in terms of um, the affordability, we like to think that the fact that somebody knows us, is a member, appreciates the individual service means that they're less likely to not pay us. But the reality is if somebody um, loses their job or suffers from some ill health, um, then, you know, if they haven't got any money, they haven't got any money. Um, but if it's a choice between paying this person and paying us, um, you know, people will pay us. Um, but obviously, if, if somebody's having difficulties, then we would try and do what we can for them. Um, if somebody doesn't pay because they don't, never had any intention of paying, um, then we are quite tough with that because it's our members' money. We've got a responsibility to our members to try and get that money back. Um, if it's somebody that can't pay, as long as they get in contact with us, um, then we will do what we can to help. Um, as you say, we, we do, I do speak to people at COB sometimes and they say, oh, you know, I've got this person. They wanted, they, um, a couple of weeks ago, they wanted to do a, debt management plan but they they didn't want to put you in it <laughs> so they want to carry on paying you um which is nice um i couldn't possibly comment on obviously on the ethics of that um but it's i i think with with delinquency um the reason that we have the credit policy that we do at the moment is a few years ago we did have quite high um bad debt rates and we've managed to get that down we got tighter we got stricter with our criteria um, some of the loans that we sort of probably would have taken a, a chance on previously because they're only a small amount, um, particularly for new members, we, we probably wouldn't do now. Okay. Um, you know, we live in an age of austerity. There is a growing uh, problem of poverty in this country. And many people go to loan sharks uh, who charge exorbitant interests and make people go into more and more debt. Some people are saying, you know, credit unions are the answer to the loan shark problem. People should go to credit unions, they should talk to them. So is that is that good advice? And do you deal with people generally who are on lower incomes? Um, we, we do. Um, I would say, so from a sustainability point of view for the credit union, um, we don't get any external funding. Um, so we don't get any local authority funding and we're not a charity. Um, so we are sustainable through our, um, through the payment of interest on loans. So 
there is only so much that we can do. If, if somebody can't afford to repay a loan, it wouldn't be right. And our regulators um, would rightly come down on us if we lent to that person and put more pressure on their income. Um, in terms of, we will lend to people on, on benefits um, and on low incomes, um, but it has to be um, a loan that we would feel comfortable doing and that we, that we would get you know, we would get back from that person. I think we're slightly different from other credit unions. We started off as a business credit union um, and we expanded our common bonds in sort of 2012. So we're not a cash credit union. We're not, um, we're not a substitute for a, for a bank. You know, we don't provide banking services as some credit unions do. Um, there is a perception that credit unions are um, sort of the, a bank for a poor for poor people which obviously we we're trying to say well yes we can service that market that's a lot of credit unions were set up for that and we want to alleviate poverty um but we that's we can't just do that um it's not it's not a good business model it's not sustainable um so we have um we have a lot of members who are employed by local organizations for example we do payroll schemes with the council um, and with north mid uh, london waste just for example but in terms of your original question um better us obviously than a loan shark but if um if people are referring them to us because um they don't know what else to do with them it's it's likely that we're not going to be able to help them either and then it becomes a just one more person saying no to them um, because as I said more debt doesn't necessarily solve the original problem which is that a lot of people um, aren't financially educated so don't know how to manage their money and also um, just don't have enough of it um, housing costs we know are very high in Enfield um, and in North London in general um, we see some problems with universal credit when it's been brought in um, um, and debt isn't necessarily alone from us isn't necessarily going to help them through that um, but, but some people will say aha this sounds a really great idea I want to belong so can anyone join a credit union yes yeah so um, anyone who lives or works in North London um, or one, for one of our employers that we work with regardless of where they live can join the credit union um, we don't charge any joining fees or any fees at all apart from interest um, and um, certain you know, fair usage fees um, so anybody can join anybody can save with us um, anybody can apply for a loan with us as I've sort of as I've outlined it's um, you know it's a eligibility for loans we can't guarantee to lend um, but we're happy to discuss it with them um, we're happy to have a look at it. I'm always happy to have a chat with people um, before they put an application in. But yeah, anybody can join. Um, and we'd be, you know, we. my ambition is to grow the credit union so that people understand what it is that we do. Um, we have a lot of our members who join because they agree with our principles. They want their money to work in the local area. Um, they're happy that we lend to local businesses, to local people. Um, and obviously, if we can get a return to them in terms of a dividend every year, then that's great. And we do try and do that. Um, and they can share in our profit. We can't guarantee that. Most people, as I say, save with us small amounts every month. Um, and it's there for when they need it.
Okay, so because it's a membership-based organization, people might want to join, but they might say, oh, I like this idea, I want to start a credit union. So can a group start a credit union if they wanted to? And maybe that can explain a bit more about the common bond, what it is they need to have to do that. Um, it's not easy to start a credit union. Um, the Financial Conduct Authority and the PRA um, would say, why do you need to start a credit union? Is there not one that, that you can join or your group can join um, that, that would be better placed to, to serve this group? Um, the reason being is it costs a lot, a lot of money um, so you're looking because because of all the again don't want to get too technical um but because of the ratios and the reserves that you need to have um it, it's it's not a cheap option um people do start new credit unions um but you do need to be um you do need to go there's quite a lot of regulation that you need to go through um and red tape um, it, it can take over a year to sort of get to the point where you're authorised to take deposits, for example, and to lend. As I say, the dual regulation thing complicates it. Um, the best thing to do is if somebody is interested in starting a new credit union, I would suggest that they make contact with the largest um, credit union trade body, which is ABCOL, the Association of British Credit Unions Limited, and they will advise them on the best way of, of going about that. Because occasionally there are credit unions that are sort of dormant, I guess, and they could um, be picked up. Um, the trend in the UK regarding credit unions is um, is a reduction in the overall number of credit unions. Some of those sadly um, have gone into liquidation um, but others more commonly they have merged or been taken over by other credit unions um, adjoining them. Okay so I mean for example um, I don't know let's take an example a trade union could form a, a credit union couldn't they if they wanted to? Um, the, tra the trade unions actually have um, very good relationships with um, with, with their local credit unions, um, Unison and um, the other one that I forget, um, they have they keep directories of credit unions that their members can join, um, and we have um, we have a, a strong relationship with the um, with the union representatives at Enfield Council, for example. They will refer people to to us if the staff are interested in joining. Um, but they could potentially create a credit union and I suppose anybody could. Um, you would need fit and proper people to run it. Um, and as I say, it costs quite a lot of money, but you could start your own credit union if you, if you really wanted to. I think the important thing would be to look at how you would make it sustainable. So is the group big enough that you're gonna cover to make, um, make a credit union sustainable for what you want it to do? Or is it just gonna be you and your friends, for example? Um, or is it going to be um, a larger group? Okay. You mentioned earlier that you do things like workshops, and because you're membership-based and there's that sort of common bond relationship you have, do you do other ancillary activities like give advice, yes, like um, do workshops, maybe have get-togethers with members so that they can find out more about you? I mean, do you make it more friendly than the bank, in other words? Um, well, we have our AGM and we, um, every year and we do 
serve um we have some food and we have a chat afterwards and people can ask questions and stuff like that um in terms of workshops i do i have um i have gone along and, and run um sessions about you know what is the credit union kind of thing um i did them i did one at small business saturday last year which was very well attended um enfield business center um i've go along to um events that um, Church of England have, have been working with us in the last couple of years and they've put events on. Um, so in terms of workshops, um, if so we were funded by Martin Lewis's foundation um, to do some, I did some money workshops, as I say, in local primary schools. Um, I did them as coffee mornings and we did sort of... Um, you know, people could just come along and we I did some stuff on budgeting. I've done those in local churches as well and with local groups. Um, realistically, it's quite difficult to um, to to do those without um, unless they're funded. I can do one off things, um, but there are organisations that do that as a as a core function and are probably better placed to do those. Okay, um, we've got someone called Michael Fisher who's joined us and he's from Germany and he says, do you have connections with um, other credit unions in other countries? Because in some countries, I mean North America, for example, they're incredibly mm. successful, um, much more widespread than they are here. So do you have links with credit unions elsewhere? So um, credit unions in the UK um, through ABCOL and other trade unions, um, sorry I'm doing myself now other trade bodies are members of the World Council of Credit Unions um, but he's absolutely right to say in fact um, the credit union movement kicked off in Germany in the 1850s I don't know if you knew that you probably knew that um, but in the UK um, it, it we seem to have gone the sort of building society routes in terms of mutuality so building societies developed whereas credit unions um, didn't really de develop over here um, in, in the same way, co -op, the co-op movement obviously has always been quite big in the UK, um, but credit unions really were brought um, to the UK with the Windrush generation to a large extent. So the first official credit union, um, there's, a, there's a couple who buy for that title, but one of them is, is Hornsey Credit Union um, just down the road, which was started by um, recent Caribbean immigrants um, sort of in the um, in, the, in the 50s and 60s so in the UK we've not really got that um, big credit union movement um, that's obviously an aspiration um, that they have in other countries so in North America for example there are massive employer credit unions um, and in Ireland um, you have big credit unions um, which sort of more or less like high street banks and in quite a lot of the Caribbean countries main banking is done by credit unions um, but in the UK we've just we've just got over the two million member mark um, as a whole and so there have been real efforts in recent years to grow the movement to get the get the word out there about who we are and what we do um, but we're not there yet okay I mean I, I remember reading some time ago about the Caribbean uh, credit union in Hornsey and how it was one of the first ones that started and that was a sort of pioneering one in London particularly. Okay so you know we're getting close to the end and 
Um, if people wanted to find out more about you know, where do they go, Peter Felton, who was on there with us, for example, is there an office they can go to drop in and have a chat? Um, I mean, is there, and um, how do they contact with you? How do they contact you by email or by website or whatever? How do they make contact? So I'd suggest the first thing they could do is go to our website, which is www.northlondoncreditunion.co.uk um, and have a look. That'll give you more information about our services. If you want to come in and have a chat, um, we would really appreciate it if you could make an appointment. Um, the phone number is on our website um, or you can email us. There's a contact form on the website or you can email us through the website. Um, and we're happy to answer any questions that you've got. But we are quite small, which is why I asked to make an appointment. Because if, if lots of people suddenly turn up at the office, then um, we might not be able to we might not be able to see them that day. Um, so happy to speak. Um, most questions we can answer on the phone, but we do obviously understand that people do like to see people face to face on occasion. We also have online joining and loan applications. Um, and we have some drop-ins around Enfield, which, uh, so Enfield Council, although they don't um, contribute to our core funding, um, we do still get a lot of support from them, both from individual councillors um, and, from, and from local MPs as well. We're very lucky in that we enjoy cross-party support. Um, but the council have... Um, have given us space in public buildings to do drop-ins so um, in Enfield so in a couple of the libraries and in John Wilkes house we are there every week and the details again are on our website I'd suggest calling the office first because obviously those are subject to staffing and we do rely quite a lot on volunteers as well as our paid staff to run those okay and so how do you see the growth of credit union for the years ahead are you optimistic that it will you know play a significant part in the financial industry of this country i hope so i mean we've been around now for a long time um, north london credit union we've been going for 25 years i think we do play um along with probably um cdfi's community development um finance institutions we do um we are um, a growing part of the financial sector. Um, I'm not anti-bank. Um, we get a lot of referrals from banks. We work very well with banks. Um, but I think there's a part, um, I think there's a place in the financial sector for for co-ops, for, um, for membership organisations, for people who, who prefer that sort of individual um, sense, who prefer to see their money working in the local community. Um, I think what credit unions have been trying to do um, with varying degrees of success is to um, adopt um, technology that's now available. Um, we're working with a, um, a fintech partner to look at what we can do to make ourselves more accessible. I think realistically, if we're trying to um, achieve large growth it's it's it, it's not going to happen by us saying oh yeah you can come into the office and you can fill in this form um we need to be where the potential members are and at the moment potential members are online so that's where we need to be in order to make the most of that potential so that's what we're trying to do um Obviously, I think there will always be people who prefer to do things face to face and we'll always be here for them. Um, but in terms of growth, we have been um, trying to um, to 
harness that new technology that's there but obviously it has to be secure it has to be affordable for us we can't afford to spend thousands of pounds on a new system um and obviously because it's people's personal information that that is a priority that, that is the priority for us making sure that that's safe um but i'm cautiously optimistic um the regulators are um quite supportive of the sector within the bounds of making sure that we are doing the best for our members and that we're operating prudentially. Um, and as I said, we do, credit unions do enjoy cross-party support. So um, the coalition um, put in some money for a big expansion project um, a few years ago. Um, the Conservatives like us, Labour likes us, the Lib Dems like us. It's, um, so it's just about harnessing that in a practical way um, how can we get them to sort of to um to give us practical support um, not just money um but how do they how do we get them to um to support our growth in in practical ways and and, and through the regulation framework as well okay all right well we covered quite a lot of territory in this interview <laughs> and it's done the full half hour so that's great and you know a lot of people who don't know about credit unions or didn't know about credit unions will know a lot more now and they'll also know how to contact you and find out more if they want to so julia thank you for doing this and i think thank it's you. been very useful for a lot of people so thank you thank you francis okay i will uh, finish this interview now mm -hmm.